0: Hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies, the Vampire the Masquerade V5 podcast, horror and tabletop and some other stuff. I'm Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... This one's John. This is only most
1: of an episode. Mm -hmm.
0: And, as always, the lore bot. James. Sarah couldn't join us today. She's got some personal stuff. She's uh, doing She literally exploded. Well, no, no, no. This is just the revenge of the Q&A. She wasn't here
1: last time. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, our Q&A episodes are cursed. Yeah, Much like Max. Quill's dick.
2: Sorry, I'm playing a character named Max in one of the stream games, so I was just like, what the fuck did Max do? He's a bean! Nope, not anymore. He deserved it. Uh, He might be doing some terrible things.
0: Probably. But yeah, we are doing another fan questions episode. Episode. uh, We've got a bunch of these saved up, so... We're going to go through as many as we can. Um, Shoot! Pretty straightforward, yeah. I mean, there's not too much to explain. You ask them a question, and I answer them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You guys have said, hey, guys. And now we're going to say, well, guys. Yeah.
2: I will say the terrible thing is I've been pushing for this for like six months. And they're just like, no. We must collect many questions. We <laughs> must get more. And I'm just like,
0: I'm here for the fan engagement. Let's go! Well, we've been blown through the interviews, so yeah, we haven't had had a bonus episode week free for a little while. So
1: You're right.
2: I think we still got a few uh, interviews on the docket. We've got that uh, one interesting one coming up. Hello. Yeah, All right,
1: but before we get started on the fan questions, oh. I have a question for you guys, okay? Okay. All right. You've been cursed by a very powerful wizard, okay? But you get to choose the effect of your curse. Would you rather look like or sound like Jar Jar Binks?
0: Sound like?
2: Sound like, because I'm a synthetic being. I can change my looks to make it not seem like it's racist.
1: Hmm, okay. Uh,
2: I would shoot myself immediately in the face with a grenade launcher if I looked like Jar Jar Binks. That is no shitting on the actor who did amazing work on that. He's a great man who did not deserve the hate that he got for that. It's just that... Uh,
1: it's a bad character. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: It was it was written poorly. It's not his fault. He did the best he could. I have a Dardar Binks poster in my office.
1: So does that mean you'd choose to look like him?
0: No, I sound like him. Why? So I confront the weirdest band of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be good. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. I said sound like because I would just learn sign language and never speak again. All right. Now that we've answered the most difficult question we're going to face today, Hunter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah sure so no. the real questions from our fans. So our first one comes from the Discord. It's from a Little Red Metalhead, and she asks, "When you make characters, what's your inspiration? Characters from movies, or music, or fun archetypes?"
1: It's kind of all of the above for me. Like, I mean, right now I'm playing uh, Ken Dread. Um, the Rock and Roll Toreador, and he's pretty much just Billy Idol. So mm-hmm. that's music. Um, Gideon was a concept. Mm-hmm. Vampirate. Um, and then I kind of loosely, I guess, had it for Alec, most, my most recent characters. I most recently had, uh, what's his fucking name? Um, the dude who like took credit for inventing subdermal implants. That oh, body oh, mod- yeah, modification that, that, artist.
2: That weird like, dude that's like, I'm the devil. Yeah. I can't remember his name either.
1: But yeah, I kind of loosely based Alec on that dude. So it's kind of all of the above. Um, For me, at least, I kind of just, if there's a cool idea in a person or music or movie or whatever, I kind of like to grab it and go. Mm.
2: Honestly, there's like ideals that just like hit hard on mine. Like literally I made, again, uh, spoiler alerts for potentially upcoming projects. Uh, I made a character specifically on the phrase Jet Setty. Because I was just like, I can have a set that fucking roller ba- rollerblades and parkours around the city and does fucking just graffiti art. I'm like, this is great. I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, just, it's a lot of, like, ideals and, like, concepts that are easily to do it. Mm. I think, like, I use, like, real life for, like, aesthetics, like, looks-wise, but mainly, like, the core of who they are. I base on, like, something when I'm, like, brainstorming the character. Again, one of my favorite characters from 7th C only came about because we would play for eight hours in this game probably achieve three hours of doing anything because the (laughs) amount of the players that would just argue and bicker about where they were going and seven seas punishing if you don't actually have the vehicle skill to operate the vehicle so I just made a character that had drive cart and was the party card and after 30 minutes of the party arguing I would just message the st and go hey buddy um where's the plot and or the interesting stuff and be like it's here i'm like max is gonna drive the cart in <laughs> that direction and then they'd still be arguing for like 30 minutes while wow, the then cart it, is going yeah and then eventually the st would be like you guys realize the cart's moving nice and, and maximilian's just up there just like yeah i got bored <laughs> just yeah. just big german monster hunter just like I got bored, so I started driving the cart down the left road. Why? I was not gonna stay on the Eisen roads at night with monsters, because this cart isn't yet to be monster proof. At the end of the game, it effectively was.
1: Hunter.
0: Yeah. So um, that's a little very. A lot of my characters actually just start out as joke ideas that I then try and make serious. Yeah. Uh, Like my last Deadlands character. Um, Brian, who ran that, was telling us, like, oh, you probably don't want to take these as a new player because they're really hard. They're like a handicap and, to what you're able to do. And one of them was like, child. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play a child. So I was, I was immediately just like, okay, I'm playing a child. Yeah. Good. So, That's and fun. then it just turned into like a little ADD monster. With all His only skills were like in guns. Nice. And, no, yes. that was fucking great. And then, uh, thank you. And then, um, what is it, one of my other characters I made was originally going to be a mage, and then the mage game I was going to play fell through, and then there's a, we had an upcoming vampire game. It's like, well, I'll just remake that character as a mage, or as a vampire. Yeah. So, and the, so, that was just me, like, pretty much making a stereotypical mage character, but then I had to turn him into a vampire, so that's where that one came from, but... Yeah, I would typically say it's usually like, oh, that would be the funny, and then I do the funny, but try and make it like serious and not, not cringe, mm. not overly goofy. Right. So that that's a big one for me. That or movies, I would say, because like in our personal game, my character is very much like based on the most deadly game or the most dangerous game. I can't remember. Yeah,
1: I I saw him most dangerous game slash funny games. Yeah, yeah that's how I've always pictured him. M- mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that answers that question. Yeah, it's yeah a good question. Yeah, thanks. It's a
2: good one. Thanks, Metalhead.
0: Yeah. Uh, this next one is from Crazy Bait, also on the Discord, mm-hmm. which is what is your least and what is your f- most favorite part about Vampire the Masquerade, either narratively or mechanically? I wish you also would have defined which version. I think. I, I I I stick assume to, let's, let's stick, do, stick
2: let's to V5. Do, yeah, V5 for now. Yeah. Uh, least favorite thing? Ugh. Like personally, if I'm being honest, like V5, I love that they've, I love this, I I love this thing and I hate this thing at the same time. It's easy. I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, but it's, it's true for both things. Like the second Inquisition shit, cause it's just another roadblock for like getting to like the higher up, like Ancella and like fucking antediluvian Methuselah war shit. Cause it was already hard to get there in the old games but you were probably going to get there. In this game, with the fucking Second Inquisition, how the fuck are you ever going to deal with Methuselahs? Because it's just like, as soon as you start getting too powerful, just the government's just going to drone strike you to death. Especially if you're like, America. Like,
1: I mean, that would just encourage those, if you're going to be getting into those kinds of like power levels, to be subtle. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I feel I like just about any character that's going to be that powerful can probably guess like, Maybe I shouldn't just get up and start punching buildings in half. Well, you know no, no, what no, I, mean? I,
2: I get that the power scale, but I'm talking about like the road up to that. Mm. Like, how do mm. you how are you going to get past that to that point with the second Inquisition hunters uh, and everything else just ready to just be like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah,
0: well, I would say at least from the way that they've they're doing the XP payouts, the um, the beckoning. And I I think they really don't want people playing super high level games. I think they were trying to put an end to that. I, I have tried to play in some online games where people like we're gonna play like super high level vampires, and it it turns into the D D problem where it's a nightmare of like,
1: who I'm, do what
0: I'm rolling twenty dice, and it's like it's kind of stop for me. It stops being fun when like you are so powerful that in effect your powers are worthless because you can't use them without like immediate masquerade breach or because of that, the game ends up being designed in a way where you can't solve problems with powers. Mm-hmm. So then it just, there's no point in playing a high level game other than that your character has the clout of being very powerful.
2: Yeah, my main point on that is less like the power and it's more like, what's the desire to play a long-term game now? Because it's just going to end in a row of either
0: Well, with the slower XP payout, Mm. though, you're not going to be hitting that high level, Mm. but you'll still be gradually building your character up. Mm. So I think, I mean, maybe this is a um, controversial opinion, but if you're going to play any sort of long game, anything longer than like a handful of months, uh, it needs to be be like character and narrative focused anyway. I don't think that the powers are really what's going to do it for you. I mean, like, even in D&D, after, like, level 12, the game just stops being fun again because it turns into, like, calculus class. I'm, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but...
1: I think my big thing here is that we, we got to remember that the SI stuff is supplemental. No. You can just say, they're not in the city yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they um, don't know about you. Yeah, right. No. Um <clears throat> Or they got bad intel and they went to the wrong city when this Methuselah woke up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the government is really fucking incompetent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: or sometimes someone's intentionally giving them bad info. Right, yeah.
1: You know, I mean, what was it? Uh, LA by night? No. That They, spoiler alert for really old information, when they had informants in the SI... So that they could kind of like push them in the wrong directions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So there's, I think there's ways to work around it, but I do see what you're saying. How like if you're wanting to try to get into those, even those politics of like really high powerful, high yeah. level stuff. There's a lot more roadblocks. There are now. more roadblocks. Yeah.
2: Like I, I liked in the older games where there were roadblocks. You could work around them because there were there were more types of roadblocks, but it seems like there's just bigger, like, <clears throat> yeah. like solid roadblocks now. And it's just like, no, no, the SI's started to figure out, fuck you, you're in the government. We need to kill you. Mm-hmm. We need to have you have a roadside accident.
1: I would say my favorite thing and my least favorite thing, uh, least favorite first, honestly, to kind of go almost against what you guys were just saying, is I don't like the experience cost of everything i feel like a lot of the stuff is priced out of being able to reasonably use it or get it if you say i mean if you want a five dot in an ability how many experience total is that going to be when you're getting one to two experience per session Mm -hmm. it's like if i want to ever get to a five dot i've got to somehow be in a game that like is going to be together for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like that's kind of a bummer because it would be able to be cool to be able to reach that but it's not all that often that, one, you have the goal of playing for that long yeah. in a game. A lot of the time, people are like, I want to play a game to finish this arc. I have this cool story that I kind of want to explore. This is what we're going to do. So I, I think that finding like a middle ground there would be fine. Like Disciplines, I don't think, should cost the dot times seven. Or six. What is it? Is it five?
0: Five, yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, it's seven for out of clan. I think. Out of
1: clan. Out of clan for caitiff yeah
2: yeah six for uh no no katev is six for across everything the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay katev is six across the board because so again i also
1: have a another character that's going to be an ex-sabot right. that i'm just like oh
2: no great flat costs
1: um but anyway it's like that's a lot you know you're getting 25 experience for that fifth dot if it's five yeah it's five um that's a lot that's 10 13 sessions you know what i mean and yeah. that's just to get the fifth dot you also still have to buy fourth and third and whatever else yeah so i think that's kind of prohibitive i think that finding a middle ground there would be cool my favorite thing probably hunger oh that's such a good change i Uh, mean i can't tell you how many times i've been like all right i'm gonna roll this i'm confident because i only have one hunger and it's still like actually pal you shouldn't have been confident (laughs) (laughs)
2: Actually, you (laughs) rolled too good
1: Right, you rolled too good And now you're pinning your coterie mate against a wall Like, you know, um but yeah, I think it's a it's a cool mechanic. It's definitely adds a lot of tension, especially when you are, are being forced or needing to use like those lower dice pools. But you're uh, huh, you're uh, hungry, you know. It's it's cool. It's one of my favorite spots.
2: Nah, I I need to addendum and say that's probably my favorite too. Like it it's gone from being like an inconvenience to something you actually have to fucking pay attention to. Yeah, in, cool. the, in the old game, it was just like. Oh no, I, I, I've got 25% of my blood pool left. What you do? I'm just going to walk
0: into an alley and just snack pack like five people.
2: I'm right. not going to kill them, but I'm just going to... They're going to they're gonna be woozy. It'll be
0: fine. It'll yeah, be fine. Right, right. I think my least favorite thing would be amalgams. I know I've talked about it before, but um, I, I just feel like they're overcomplicated you why have a one dot in this and a two dot in this amalgam when you could have just called it a three dot power and moved on i think it's adding mechanics that don't really necessarily need to be there and frankly i would almost say if they didn't they might i would have preferred just a regular dot point for those abilities like kymestry or just waited and not give it to us yet in like a free book it feels incomplete to me and Hmm. as someone who likes the ravnos getting like that's basically a two and a three dot ability that you have to buy it, it sets your dice your character up in a very specific way because you have to have certain dots to buy those dots too so like i yeah. wanted to use mastery, which means i just can't use get take any am- amalgam dot or animalism dots at start because then i won't be able to have the dots i need to take the kymestery too right so it's right. just like to me it was super disappointing uh, I know, like you felt that way about Zamiti a little bit, mm-hmm. and like you could, they could have given us like low ball one dot abilities, right? That effectively did the same thing as something else, and just call it like, why not just give us a Zamiti power that's like basically, like, oh, you can blend into crowds because you look, you change the way you look for a scene, right? So like, oh, you look kind of different. Mm-hmm. I think that, but non-specific.
1: I think that uh, my biggest problem with amalgams is that they have taken... And I get it. They're trying to, like, kind of streamline all the disciplines and everything. They're trying to, like, kind of break them down into smaller groups. But, like, they have taken clan-specific disciplines that could have used the attention and been like, okay, now it's a mix of things. You know, again, if you want to play a Ravnos that has chemistry, you have to dedicate to... What is it? Awe? Or Auspex? And... Um. Dominate. Uh, no, it's presence?
0: the the disappeary powers. Oh, and obfuscate. 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 Okay, yeah. So you
1: have to have those in order to be able to use their clan specific discipline.
2: Yeah, it's weird.
1: Well, like that's kind of fr- frustrating. I
2: think the reason why they did that is because they're trying to like they're trying to condense it. They don't want it to be like in the old game where you, there was ways to stack your character to be fucking dumb as shit, overpowered because you could just be like, well, I have chemistry here, I have obtention over here. I think they're just trying to limit that. Also, I will warn you, you got Amalgam's because of Chronicles, my guy. Yeah. I They mean, they, I... they brought that, they they made that happen because they were like, yeah, you can get these clan specific things. You just have to have these amount of like discipline dots in it to purchase it. But in that one, they also like rained XP on people because like clans in that one had like four disciplines, mm. including like clan specific ones. And you had like up to five dots in all of them. So like right. it was stupid.
0: Yeah, I mean they already removed dots over five, and the increased price for out of clan is expensive enough that I feel like the amalgams are like a just an extra step too far. I would say just I would really have rather just gotten like the dot spreads for their abilities or yeah. just waited. Right. Mm-hmm. I know they wanted to get all the clans in the game, but it's at this at this point it's like. Well, all the like death magic got rolled into one thing, mm-hmm. and that so you don't even have full spreads because every other uh, ability, you the every level you have two choices. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. obfuscate, you get two le- one dots you can choose for two two dots, and this you get one for like almost seemingly random feeling yeah. spots, and it's just like oh you can you get a five dot and a two dot. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you just got to do what everyone else is doing. It's like, mm. I just,
1: yeah, it's it can be frustrating. <laughs> it can. Because <laughs> uh, I think that you're right. It kind of just pigeonholes people into like a specific build. I, I think that's what you were kind of trying to say. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and you yeah. don't have the options. You know, it's like if you make just say you make a Nosferatu, there are so many different like choices you can make as you're building your character just with obscuscate that will change how you interact with the world. But if you want to play as a Zemitsu or a Ravnos or Salubri, it's like, all right, you get two to three options. Yeah. Mm. And you have to take those or you just you use the common pools that everyone else gets anyway. Right. So it kinda of makes those clans feel less unique. Mm-hmm. And I get that they might be trying to pull back on the Ravnos because of issues in the past, but it
1: I think it's more pulling back on Zmitzi. <laughs> I mean, Zimitzi could get real, real fucking broken. And to be fair, the more I'm looking and, like, experimenting with vicissitude, you can still get really fucking broken. I think there's um,
2: also nothing uh, stopping you from doing a very old, like, Dark Ages technique from a Zimitzi. I can't remember what the exact name is. I think it was, like, glob rend or something, where you just did an unarmed attack well, with Well, the thing is, the technically, is, just
1: it, there is. Technically, there is. Yeah. Because technically, in the rules, if you're wanting to use vicissitude on mm-hmm. someone... Mm-hmm. Um, in the rules it says that you have to be able to spend an hour with them. Oh. And they have to be restrained if they're unwilling. Oh, so okay. like, I think that at the very least, if they're going to be doing that kind of thing, there should be room to make that a power. Yeah. If they're going to do amalgams, that that was like a big thing for Zamitzi. I mean, like, I remember so, hearing so many stories of my, my parents' game where they had, they had a pretty high-level Zimitsi with them and they'd get mad and just be like, smack somebody and their mouth would be just fused completely shut. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that kind of shit's really cool and they just were like hey this thing that like makes it to where when you touch things you can like mold it it doesn't work if you want to do it aggressively
2: well they were like it has to take longer i yeah. think they were doing that just to like
1: limit the power because again oh. yeah just Zimitsi walks up and be like cool you're fucked i mean yes but also you got to also think about like your your hakata can literally kill someone's soul with a 5 dot mm. like you no longer exist Period. The end. Mm-hmm. Like, w- how come a Zamiti can't, like, grab your arm and malform it when another dude can be like, by the way, pff, you're gone. You don't exist. You know what I mean? It, do- so- it, it still takes a role. And
2: thankfully, I think the I think the consequences for that one is just, like, you take a shitload of stains. Which, again, speaking of, like, shit being turbo expensive, fucking humanity. Like... Again, with the amount of XP you get, like, why don't you just look at that and just be like, "Well, I'm going to be at like five humanity naturally. That's fine." Yeah, I I was. If I lose humanity,
1: I will never regain it back. I have no intention of it. Like, because yeah, you have to spend like two years worth of playing to get a dot.
2: That (laughs) I I do like because it's in the rules and it's encouraged by GMs. Where if you like role play, Mm -hmm. like you do, they GMs can give you dots of humanity. Because I, I recently had an ST do that because I was like, it didn't like invest or like do like consensualist but I'm like no the character's like actually like actively doing stuff that's like no he cares about humanity right he cares about like you know the world around him and the GM was just like because I I took time out of like the overarching plot to like do a thing and he's like do you actually care about these people I'm like yeah no he 100% does care about these people and he's just like you gotta hate humanity and I was like fuck I'm like that's great I can drink wine now
0: Real quick, my favorite thing to, um, okay, so my favorite thing, I was probably originally would have said the Hunger System, because that's really cool, but uh, to keep it interesting, I'm going to say uh, reading the Hunter book and reading some of the stuff that's already in the Vampire books, it feels like we're finally, v- with V5, going to get a version of World of Darkness where crossplay is possible without shit tons of homebrew yeah so that's gonna be cool that'd be pretty sick um like in the new hunter book they specifically i've have openly mentioned vampires werewolves ghosts changelings and maybe demons Hmm. weird otherworldly beings so i'm not but um that would be awesome if you could play a game where you have, like, oh, we're playing vampire, but one guy's going to be a werewolf. Right. Or you can play like, Monster Squad. Yeah. That'd be dope. Monster Squad. That'd be dope. But uh, let's go to our next question, shall yeah, we?
2: let's do that. Thanks, Crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, this next one is from the Methuselah Gamer, and they asked, with some of the more problematic elements in the past being reintroduced, i.e. the Ravnos and Sabbat, are there any other problematic elements you'd like to see refined and reintroduced, such as elder characters as an example?
1: I don't know. I think that it, de- it kind of depends for me at least. Like, I think they've done a good job with Ravnos so far. Um, Salubri has like nothing to it as usual. So,
2: Well, they were a plot device.
1: Right, I mean, what I'm saying is, I guess, like, it doesn't really feel like they've done enough different with Salubri right now to, like, completely They ate fix... five of them. Huh?
2: They ate five of okay, them. Okay, but
1: that doesn't change the problematic nature of their clan, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
2: no, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: So, um, I don't. yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, problematic stuff that I'm like, honestly, it would be interesting to see but again and this is also because people have talked to us about this i am only saying this word because it's what used in there and i would like to see it get uh treated properly once they maybe reintroduce it the metis stuff excuse me werewolves who are the offspring of other werewolves they
0: oh metis you can finish your sentence. yeah met-
2: metis is pretty much what they call an werewolf incest baby. But Mm. again, a Metis, at least as I've been listening to the fans in the Discord, that's kind of a Canadian native thing that is very offensive. Hmm. Where it had, it had story reasons, but again, it was a little bit like, like, I wish they had a way to like, do something with it, but not make it offensive. I, I
1: would... Is that the equivalent of, like, Canadians or Werewolf's uh, version of kindred of the East? Is I, that the kind of... No, no, no.
2: It's like a term, I think. Oh, I know, okay. I, I okay. think, if I recall correctly from what I've heard from the fans, right. Metis is a thing that is, like, the way they've used it is quite offensive. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Bang. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's one thing that I think that, like... I would like to see them. I don't, it's not even I would like to see them reintroduce. It's going to happen no matter what. It's pretty much you can't sidestep it. I would say 90% of werewolf. The fact that it's so deeply tied to like Native American like actual religion and practice, but mostly written by like white dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff in there that's kind of weird or I don't even I mean, there is stuff that's problematic, but some of it's just, like, weird in the old books and, like... Yeah, like, maybe talk
2: to, like, some cultural people before you put this stuff in is what you're going with.
0: Kind of. I think, also, they could just divorce a lot of werewolf from specifically just being Native Americans. It's, you know, change a Wendigo to a Skinwalker Mm -hmm. kind of thing, like... They don't have, the game doesn't have to heavily rely on so much. You can keep a lot of things as they are if you just change the name of them. So they either have the option to just rename stuff and kind of divorce it from like real life Native American terms, Mm -hmm. or they can actually do the research, do the research and hire people to write that shit properly. And a little bit of both I think would be the right move there. But I mean, the same is true with like the dream speakers in Mage which are like the rituals and they even mentioned like offhandedly it was like many cultures have shamans and then the rest of the book is just talking about native american like shamanism yep. like mm-hmm. you would buy at a crystal shop. Right. So like mm-hmm. they there was like that nice offhanded like yeah you know like they had shamans back in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Anyway, never touching Anyf- that again. Right. Uh, anyway,
2: we're only going to focus on America. Yes.
1: I so, think that I think you, you started to say it, and I think that you're totally right, is the best way to approach that would definitely be to get people who are a part of that culture to be like, at the very least, like lead consultants, mm-hmm. if not straight up, bring them on as writers. Um, if you're going to have references to the culture, it should be probably written by people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, again, you know. could,
2: <laughs> yeah, that could stop again. The thing where I'm like, I like the story concept for the thing. Yeah. But somebody with a cultural tie could have been like, maybe don't use that term. Yeah. Maybe don't use the M word, because... Not cool. That is offensive Mm -hmm. to some individuals.
0: And let's be honest. I mean, even we we mentioned Canada, but like, Canada, they're finding native schools with literal basements full of dead children. So like... There is a lot going on that I think just having a game that's just like woo woo 90s dream catcher werewolves fighting big corporations really needs like a big tune up. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's why it's gotten delayed. It was supposed to be come out like a year ago originally, and now we got a whole other game line first. And I'm curious if it has to do with some of that
2: because. Mm. Well, there also might be there might have been a problem with the launch because I don't know what... Because I haven't done it yet. I need to. The Werewolf the Apocalypse game did come out and apparently tanked. Earthblood? Mm. Yeah. No, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's literally like $10 on every console right
0: now. I think it's Earthblood. Uh, no, are you are, are you talking about the story one or the stealth one? I can't
2: recall. I just know that it came out and it was just like
0: to the most lukewarm fucking reception. Yeah. But yeah, I think if they're... If... of quote-unquote, problematic elements, I think Werewolf just needs a big overhaul. Uh-huh. I think, just even though I've got a bunch of the Werewolf books, I think that, like, Native American over-mystification is kind of hard. It makes it hard for me to read into a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I've been specifically drawn to, like, the changing breed books that have nothing to do with that. Like, I really like the Shark People. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, sick.
2: Earth. It was with Blender.
0: Yeah, but... um. Uh- yeah. And then because for me, I sit down and read a tribe book and then they just start talking about like this type of Native American did this. And now here is we've gamified. it. It's like, that's just weird. Yeah, you know? this,
2: this feels a little squidgy. I I do always love the weird trope of like because I looked up for a game that I was considering running because I was just like, oh, what are were gators? Uh, changing breed. Any were lizard is a were dragon, period nice every single one and i'm like oh these guys are interesting and weird and again they're not just like much like the shark people they're like this isn't just american they're like from everywhere because like i've read that shark book too those dudes are fucking oh it's just like go out in the ocean i dare you watch what happens they're gonna make sure to fuck you up if you try to fuck with the environment
0: so uh next question yeah, oh, thanks, Methuselah. Yeah. This one is from uh, Crazy Bait again. Hey. And he asked, uh, what's the dumbest slash strangest thing a player has asked you for in-game? I allowed it, and it's been fun, but uh, in my D&D character, or in my D&D game, one of our characters currently has a old military jeep.
1: Nah. Oh, yeah. That doesn't properly function, right?
0: Yeah, he's got to work on it. Yeah. Essentially, when he gets... What I'm doing is when he gets to the point where he can get like the summon steed ability, instead he's gonna summon a jeep. That's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. He's like a. He is also. Is it gonna just, be a
2: celestial jeep?
0: I don't know. He's a sci-fi writer from like the real world '80s who just like walked through a portal. Well, no, no. no. I just bring that up because that's
2: how this uh, summon steed works. Is it's a celestial in the shape of your mode of transportation. So I'm like, are you gonna have Angel Jeep? That's no. A, yeah.
1: No, I like the idea of him finding the button on a like a key fob that's
0: like yeah. Batmobile style. And He's like just,
1: beep beep and just
0: drives up. Ah uh, see I was gonna give him like a old military walkie talkie. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, just good. But yeah, he uh he Army of Darkness into our game where he was driving on the highway, drove into a portal and then just fell out in front of Candle Keep. Mm-hmm. Nice. So now he's got to fix it because it fell from the sky (laughs) and did some damage. So I think that's, I think that's maybe the quote unquote dumbest thing I've ever allowed in a game, but like, it's been fun. So honestly, the
1: only thing I can think of right now is that I once had a player, um, they were in a dungeon, they were trying to be stealthy and he didn't want to leave urine behind. So he pissed in a jar and kept the jar. And I thought that was really fucking dumb. Until at the boss battle, when they were summoning a, like a, a demon e monster through this ritual, he threw the jar of pee into the cauldron they were using. That's not an ingredient that is needed to be in the ritual. Mm-hmm. And he ruined my boss fight. Thanks, Hunter. Yeah, that was me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when in
1: doubt, you don't know what you're using. Yeah, no, I haven't
2: run enough games to just be like the dumbest thing, because I'm just like the weirdest thing that I ever was just like, I okayed and the characters no one interacted with it was just like somebody's playing in a vampire game this girl was just like I'm a punk rocker fucking vampire I just want to do coke I'm just like FYI you know there's just like doing coke just does nothing to vampires she's just like no I just want to do it like cool I gave her coke and then I just started saying it's working on you no one with that. No one followed up on that thread because she was a little baby bat and no one told anything. None of the other characters paid attention and I'm like it just kept like giving her and nobody came with her to just be like by the way your drug dealer is a cult of ecstasy mage that is pretty much just like a skinny attractive version of the dude who's making drugs that make people lose their addiction. I was like that was literally because they were just like, I want to do coke. And I'm just like, what if I made a
1: plot thread
2: that was just like, the coke's working on you. Because I'm like, how do you have coke that works on vampires? And I'm like, mages. Mages could just be like, I have a this to to work on motherfuckers because mm-hmm. screw you. And of course, that's some cult of ecstasy bullshit right there. I dig it. Yeah. That's the closest thing. But I'm like, that's not even like wacky or weird. That's just like the smallest like... It's a plot. It turned into a plot. So. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah, that no one ever touched. Yeah. I was like, there are two mages in this town, and you have all been in proximity with them and have never interacted with them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so our next question is from Brian, um, and he asks, what system do you think has the strangest representation of vampires?
2: Uh can I just take the softball answer and just immediately say Kendra to the East? Yeah. Move on. (laughs) That's
0: where my brain went to. The only other one is there is, I don't, don't know it very well, but it exists and it feels very out of place to me. No, from what I know about the system, but for the old cyberpunk, there is, there's a horror series of books for it that include cyberpunk vampires. I... and with how like realistic cyberpunk is versus the other settings i always felt that was kind of a weird thing to throw mm-hmm. in there because it's like this game like you can die from one bullet like it's hard sci-fi it's not like Shadowrun run with elves and stuff and they're like here's a vampire book right. it's like yeah. hmm so that i don't know if the representation is weird i haven't read it yet but i just saw that the other day and i was like huh
1: I feel like Shadowrun had vampires too. They did. Yeah. I have
2: I have a fluff book that's and literally I thought, called.
1: If I remember, they were pretty weird. That's called Nosferatu.
2: Yeah, it's, I I bought that book because I was like, done this. Is yeah,
0: mm-hmm. so I remember they were kind of weird. If I remember properly, one of the new adventures for the new edition is all about like vampires. That covers like a bunch of them crawling up the side of a skyscraper. Cool. But yeah, so let's move on. Well, give me uh, give me like two seconds
2: because I've got a lot of weird fucking uh might be red dwarf but i can't say that with my whole ass chest either way thanks brian
1: yeah thanks brian that's a hard question
0: that is <laughs> that's definitely why i was just like i'm gonna take the softball answer <laughs> no i'm yeah. taking it uh so i'm i apologize if i pronounce this one wrong lagatho oh yeah lag yeah, yeah, yeah um but she asks um, what is your favorite and least favorite representation of vampires in cinema?
1: That's good. Oh, um, no, no, no. Uh,
2: dibs on first, because favorite, I will always love watching this to the death, 30 Days of Night. Even though the way they get That's vampire, a pack. That's, I, I just like that they're all, that all the vampires around there are pretty much that level of just, like, how alien they are. Because yeah. the books and, like, The books and the graphic novels get into, like, how just alien they are to, like, humans. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, one bit in the movie, but it's way expounded upon in the books. But there's just, like, a 30-second scene that, if you're watching it, you don't know why the fuck this weird shit's happening. But when, like, the lead vampire puts his fingernail on the record player and all the vampires scream, they're not, like, happy about that. They don't get music. It fucking hurts them. Because it just... It like radiates on a level and a frequency that they're like, I don't get it because they're so alien to us. There's a little bit of romanticism in the 30 Days of Night vampires, but they're realistically like predators. Even though, again, their vampirism comes from super cancer.
1: Yeah, I again, I think that that is my favorite representation specifically of like my, my brain immediately is like that's a sabbat pack. That is, I mean, they barely communicate other than, like, (laughs) with each other. Um, Yeah, until not Marlowe's like, no God. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, they don't really talk. They just make noises. They're not fucking human. They don't even look at it anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's a... 30 Days of Night, the movie, I thought was mediocre. Because I really liked the first, like, four books. Mm -hmm. Um, Beyond that, I thought it got kind of weird... Um, oh yeah, when, reviving when, the main character, yeah, like when, dribbling blood when, on his when, ashes. When Ben Temple Smith stopped doing the art is pretty much when I was like Neeh, 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 about yeah. it. Um, but th- the movie got so much better when I was like, let's reframe that instead of just this is vampires to this is a sabat pack coming to an Alaskan town. Mm-hmm. Like that made it so much cooler for me.
2: Uh, I will say probably least favorite. Uh, I also this sounds like a softball answer, but I will justify it so it's not a softball answer. Twilight vampires, because those aren't vampires; they're fae. Yeah, those are fae that drink blood. Yeah, they they everything qualifies as fae. Uh, I will say alternate answer because I've shown it in the like in the movie streams. Also, one of my favorite representations of vampires is Nightwatch. Because again, it's mm-hmm. not a it's not a Western view of vampires. Because it's like
1: th-
2: every supernatural in that universe is an organivore, but not every organivore in that universe is a vampire. And it's so fucking nuts. Yeah, like I have read all twenty one books in that series, and that shit goes fucking bananas. But I am still sticking with Thirty
0: Days a Night Hunter. Um, this is a really really tough one. Um, I think. Because the question is specifically not, not what's your favorite and least favorite vampire, but about how they actually represent the vampires in said property. Yeah. So, um, very, very tough because, uh, I don't know. Um, so, I could go.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: I can go for more shitting on um, and loving.
1: So I think that some of I, I can't say what my favorite is because I think that there are a lot of really really cool depictions of vampires mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. But the two that come to mind right off the top of my head um, are "Let the Right One In." Um, I thought that was a wonderful depiction of like a really kind of horrifying and really sad depiction of this vampire. I thought that they did a great job. Um, and also uh, we have to fucking watch yeah. it bliss um uh, spoiler alert kind of so disengage guys if you want but like i think it's a really cool depiction of a vampire who has been turned and then been like uh, essentially a a cland probably but caitiff in mm-hmm. the fact that the sire was like you're a vampire peace and this kid doesn't know what's happening mm-hmm. you know i think it's a really cool depiction of someone who doesn't know what's happening as they turn into a vampire.
0: Yeah.
2: I can say also another one where I'm like, fuck this representation. Just, uh, True Blood. Like, Mm. somehow they were, like, more effective Camarilla and less effective Camarilla all at the same time. Yeah. Like, both at the same time. Like, they were like, we have amazing hierarchy, but we also don't pay attention, ever.
0: True Blood was weird. Me and my girlfriend tried to start watching it because they had the Blu-ray on sale for, like, five bucks. So I picked up the first three seasons. Cause it's like off oh, 15 bucks, whatever. We'll see. And, uh, the series is great except the main character is fucking awful. And it's not even just the actress. It's just like, she's uninteresting. And so everything happening around here sucks. And then you get these hints of this cool world around here all the time. And then it's just like, I work at a bar and I'm from the South and I'm kind of sad about boys
1: I think my least I was getting <laughs> yeah, tired of talking about True Blood I'm no, not going to lie it's fine um, I think my least favorite depiction I can't remember what the movie is it really upsets me it's Jesus, one of those like, plot, it's, my... it's, it's one of those like oh no we're under siege by the monster and it's vampires but all the vampires are just kind of sh- shitty CGI and they don't have faces their like eyes are kind of gone and they're like <laughs> all the time climbing on walls and shit I think I have mine oh
0: <laughs> so uh, favorite is tough but I'm just going to throw one out. I really, really like Vampire Hunter D. I (sighs) like that that and the vampires are just like all kinds of weird fucking monsters. Um, Ah, the original damn fear. But um, I've actually read the first novel really good. But um, uh, my least favorite, and I apologize if this is anyone's favorite, because it's probably a controversial pick, but I fucking hate Buffy. I, found I it, find it
1: annoying too. I
0: find it super corny, and the only good episodes I've ever seen of that show are the ones that have nothing to do with like vampires. I agree. It, it's I, I. It's just not for me. But I, and it's weird because it ticks like every box of a show I should like. Like I love monster of the week shows and stuff, but I can never make it through that series. I've tried so many times, and like, there's a couple of great episodes I've seen, but they again they have nothing to do with vampires and i just didn't like
2: uh, buffy's plot armor that, that was really just it was just like you're the one this gives you all the plot armor and all the kind of superpowers kind of yeah i wish like ill defined but yet very defined at the same time
0: i wish they would have leaned more into a mix of horror and comedy because like all the drama to me just falls completely flat i would well, that checks me out like immediately. And then yeah, I think the vampire stuff is just overly corny. And I know people have told me it's supposed to be that way. It's like self-aware, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it works intentional or not.
2: That's the reason why I like Supernatural. Because before they got to like the apocalypse level, it was just like they had corny moments. They had scary moments and the characters could die. Even though, again, you know, later on in the series, everybody dies. Everybody comes back. Fuck it. You know, it's what happens when you have 15 seasons of a Supernatural show. Yeah, that's
1: fair. And cut it after one, in my opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Next question. That
2: was... ooh, ooh Yeah, lag accent. Yeah.
0: Icon. Hey, so we're getting a little late in the episode, so I'm going to skip some questions from people who have asked uh, multiple questions. We'll save them for next time. Yeah, so we'll come back to some of these. Yeah. But I want to get some from a variety of people. Yeah. So, um... One from uh, which night black, okay. um, and he asks, "What clan do you believe is easiest to lure people into VTM and why? And conversely, which clan would you introduce last so as not to d- deter prospective newbies?" Okay. Um, I think I have an answer already.
2: Yeah, I, I've got an answer too because um, we've been talking about this on another server and another project. Uh, Oddly enough, it might be a controversial pick, but, like, Malkavians are sometimes the easiest to lure people in because it's, like, the most diverse you can play with. And as long as you're not, like, fish Malking, it gives players so much options with just, like, what you can do with them. Because there are... There's almost no stereotypical Malk if you're not looking at fish Malk territory. If you're not just being annoying, there are so many ways you can play that. Because, like, Bloodlines... They had an Amalcavian that had like ADD and ADHD that was just like, I'm not crazy. This is bullshit. I'm just a scientist. I believe in logic. And it's just like, he didn't realize he was crazy, but literally the characters playing with him were like, oh no, that dude's crazy. Even though he didn't do any like
0: oh, wacky, fun, weird, mischievous stuff. He was just like very focused. Yeah. He wasn't chaotic. See, I was going to say gangrel, and it's something that's actually interesting that they put like right in the front of the book, but it pretty much is the most stereotypical. Like this is a vampire that do what vampire do. Mm-hmm. So without having to learn a bunch of extra stuff, you're like, so without having to learn a bunch of extra stuff, you're like, okay, so they pretty much fit the lore that I know from real world vampires. Uh, at least the stereotype, they have a lot of the abilities that of like a Dracula so, like, pretty easy to be like, yeah, you want to play a vampire? This guy is, like, a regular vampire. I think and your podcast is going to ask me, can you say Dracula again? Dracula. There Dracula. we go. I don't trust these goddamn Draculars. Um, I mean, it's so satisfying when you say Dracula and werewolf. Woof. <laughs> um, but uh, werewolf. Werewolf. But uh, <laughs> I think the one that I would keep new players away is probably a double... I'm gonna say Tremere or Thin Bloods. Anything that adds like extra levels to their abilities like alchemy and spells and ritual and all that. I think it's a lot to throw on a new player. Yeah, I agree.
2: I, I think the Thin Blood gives an interesting new option. But I, I would say technically if I was like wanting to be like, oh, okay, wait, we need to do this last, is either gonna be like Ravnos or like the Bana Hakim. because I'm like, mm, there could be a cultural thing there, guys.
1: So, I would say Bruja. Yeah. For mm-hmm. similar reasons as you, Hunter, is like, you're a vampire. You strong. you... You go fast. You go fast, and people listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a vampire. Um, personally, I would actually point people away from Malkavians, probably. Um, and for the same reason that I think it's good for new players, like you said. Like, yeah. I think that you have a good point, but I think... In my mind, I'm thinking new to role playing games, we are showing them vampire. If oh yeah. If someone has played a lot of other role playing games and can handle like role play, then yeah, would be great. Yeah, that's what I was but looking at. I'm thinking a new player or someone who's not very familiar mm-hmm. with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Malkavian has a lot going on. Like you have to be able to represent this this, you know, mental health issue however you're going to, regardless of what it is. Um, and to new players, I think it's a very dangerous, like you're walking on the cliff's edge where if you're not careful with Malkavians, it's very easy to accidentally be like poking fun at or, or taking advantage of this, this mental health thing. Um, but at the same time, I totally also agree. Fuck the Tremere. Um, nobody should play him um <laughs> I, I mean hey she's not here to like uh, defend she them. can't defend us ha ha ha, yeah. ha 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 fuck the tremere um they, yeah, they are complicated and also like um th- unless you're playing like house karna i feel like the culture behind tremere could also definitely put off a new player where it's just like if you're playing anybody that's still participating anything having to do with what is it the tower right yeah, yeah the tower it's like no i think it's the pyramid yeah thank yeah, you yeah, thank yeah, you yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're talking if about you're, their you're talking yeah. about their structure yeah i'm their. thinking like if anybody who's trying to play a Tremere, especially if they're playing anywhere in or near or having to do with the pyramid that could definitely turn off new players because it's so yeah. like we control you, we own you, you are a part of us, and now you actually want to do it because we're trying to blood bond you too.
2: Yeah, because you know, again, there's that that fun part of like, oh, you're playing a Cam Tremere. Oh, you have like several sets of bosses. You
1: don't get exactly, to piss yeah. Off. It just it immediately takes away a lot of autonomy. That's the reason why I think House that, Karna, if you're gonna play Tremere, yeah um so that's personally Many that portraits. um you could i think it honestly a lot of the clans just have complicated powers i would probably point them right. away as much as i love Zamitsi, i probably wouldn't suggest someone play them for their first clan i mean by that uh, logic you shouldn't point them towards Hikata or a fucking well, I, either. i think that again the, as those as a brand new player you it's
2: it should, no, I it should be easy coming, right? and easy to jump into so if that you can so focus
1: in on the role-playing in the game instead of the rules. The same reason you don't want to throw someone who's never played a, a role-playing game into playing like a, a, a psionic or a sorcerer or, or a wizard. A wizard. <laughs> hand them a fighter, yeah. you know, or hand them a rogue. You know, something that's simple that has like a lot of possibility to it and a lot of versatility to it, but
0: still is that core mechanic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, Bunny asked uh, tentative inquiry. Is an actual play podcast slash video series featuring the hosts playing VTM or whatever game they want. A possibility in the future. So there is that is a yes in multiple ways. Yep. Um, first off, I know we talked about it on the show a couple times, but we are getting ready to run uh, the starter game I wrote for Ghouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a we're gonna have that as a bonus. Um, in the next coming months, it just depends how long it takes to edit, but uh, we'll have that, and then um,
2: we're also gonna be doing hopefully, as long as it works out, uh, the hosts plus maybe some guest stars. Uh, we're gonna be doing a Halloween episode. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I want to do that yearly. I think it. I think it'd be good. It'd be good for a one shot. Be something festive. Some yeah, easy bonus episode. We can easily have just in the can, just ready. I think we're trying to figure out how we're gonna distribute it. Because we're definitely going to... Everybody's going to have access to it. We just might have the patrons get a little early access. Because, you know, we appreciate you guys and love you guys. But also, uh, if you've checked out Twitter, some of these hosts are definitely going to be a part of a new streaming group called Lanyap Gaming. So if you guys follow that, there might be some things. And uh, several of the hosts might have dropped some stuff from their characters of that already you're paying
0: attention just saying but but yeah so we do have a lot of stuff we have a couple of things on the show um, there's a side gaming group that some of us are working on and there may be more in the future we'll see yeah, um, just, as I
2: said just check out uh, line up gaming on Twitter there'll be uh more announcements uh, hopefully again there's a date on there you also
1: Hunter feel free to cut this if you want but also like not to push anything but I will say I feel like if we can ever get to the point where we have enough Patreon money coming in that we can spend more and more time dedicating ourselves to this, there's
0: more likely that we can probably start putting out more live play stuff. Uh, yeah, I've got one. It's a okay. double question. Okay, I'm combining two because they kind of They're the same. had a conversation mm-hmm. in the questions chat, so I'm oh, taking what ended up being the question. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Um, so it started with Brian asking, have you ever made a character that you yourself hated – and then, uh, Metalhead, uh, responded with, and vice versa. Have you ever had any character, a character, specific character that was your favorite? So what is mm. your, a character that you played that you hated or is your least favorite? And then,
2: hmm. Again, I still say, cause I actually, again, spoilers. Cause I'm also, uh, on that live, that live play stuff. I have been filling out role play applications and there was one like, what's your favorite character? Again, it was Maximilian von koenig just uh how spiraled out from just being like drive carriage to accidentally turning into a van helsing at the end of the game with a cart tank because again his cart kept getting fucking destroyed because i willingly looked at the gm went i would like to have drive carriage and i am willingly telling you i want the monster fucked background from aizen and he's like you're handing me this toy and i'm like yes i am So, Monsters harassed him and the party constantly. So, that there was like a Mach 5 cart that literally turned into almost a rolling tank at the end. Because he's like, this thing got picked up by a semi-draken and dropped, and I don't want that happening again. Put shocks on it and make it out of metal. Why? If it gets picked up this time, uh, it's not going to die. Like, the cart's going to be fine. They'll probably be fine. There's enough cushioning. (laughs) <laughs> he just he also took like two combat schools so he could fire a crossbow in the same round that he loaded it so it was just like six actions of because you can't shovel things that are in the air. you don't have that many gardening tools uh, least favorite oh gosh Ugh, honestly like at the end it might have been his brother because <laughs> his brother came first and uh, Victor von Koenig. Turned into my question of, oh, well, if you have this magic, does it inherently make you evil? And I'm like, it's a good inroad to make you evil. So uh, <laughs> warning, anyone who ever plays my uh, 7C game, that might be a BBEG that might pop up. And he went from being a theory to a, an absolute <laughs> immediately where it's just like, oh, no, you
0: could probably no. No, when you can do what he can do. It's just, like, unlimited power. Um, I think for least favorite, I don't have any characters that I look back and was like, that was irredeemable and bad or anything like that. But I think my very first D&D character was just kind of, like, an uninteresting, like, kinda asshole rogue. Didn't really go anywhere, had no personality. It was my first character. But, so, like, that one... Forgettable, but probably maybe the worst and then i played like a little kobold wizard in a short DD game we had that was fun but it went nowhere Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was just kind of like hanging out eating bones right yes it was was basically all he said just yes or no and eating things like Mm -hmm. it was fun for like three games but like i would say it's a very like of a character but again we played three games in a like, little save-the-town adventure. It wasn't mm-hmm. really... The game itself wasn't big enough to have a big character. So, I would say maybe them. And then, favorite is tough. Um, I also end up being the ST a lot. So, I haven't Forever played... ST... Yeah, that's me. I like STN, though, because then I get to play all the characters. But as an actual, like, PC that I really enjoy, i really liking um, Ellis, the Ventru I'm playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just, like, a cult leader who owns a country club where they hunt supernaturals and people for sport. And uh, his only drive is to hunt the biggest, most dangerous quarry he can. He's, like, in an old adventures uh type on top of just being like a weird like country club owning libertarian so i think he's a fun venture that's a little different than because he's not in it for the money he's just got the money too right but um, to go bonkers yeah and then the other character i really like was my gnome rogue that i played in skipper's game blag who was a um he was a rogue but he wasn't a thief or anything like that he was just a locksmith yeah he, yeah. I couldn't pick pockets. I couldn't do anything like that. But, like, he knew his way around a lock.
1: Mm-hmm. Didn't you call? He, he would, if I remember correctly, he would be offended if people called him a rogue or a thief. He was like, yeah. I'm a security expert. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's a very hard question for me because favorite is. Mm, mm, um, I'd say least favorite, though, it was probably. As much as I liked the story and where that character could have gone, I don't think that it ha- he had the time to develop into something that I really liked. I had a um, a ranger in a 4th ed game um, <laughs> that was a very much just elf ranger. He has problems dealing with people being an asshole because he's spent most of his time by himself and he's not used to people being assholes. Uh-huh. Um, he did some fun stuff. I smacked the dragon and won a bet and made the dragon leave us alone because of it. Nice. Um, but you know, he just wasn't that interesting of a character. He had threads too, but he didn't get the chance to. Um, favorite character, can I do a couple? Like one from a different system and then two from Vampire?
0: I did too, I mean, so. Yeah, just do Okay, my
1: favorite uh, character I've ever played specifically in D&D is Pockets, um, who was a rogue I had that I worked with the DM to have almost literally no combat skills. I had like two combat skills, and the rest of the, of the points that I had I just threw into pickpocketing and stealth. And the strategy was pickpocket the weapons out of people's hands um, during combat. Now, he was paired with a uh, character that Hunter had named <laughs> Grunt, who was a half-orc,
0: right? Yes, half-orc. He was a
1: half-orc, half-orc barbarian who had an intelligence of like three. So he couldn't speak common, but he and Pockets had been buds so long, Pockets understood him. So the combo there was Pockets, pickpockets the weapons, Grunt double Maul's head <laughs> yeah he had, he had two
0: he was strong enough he, that he could wield two great mauls. yep one like one hand a great maul. so i again i didn't speak i was like almost the exact opposite of a character he would just like grunt and beat the shit out of stuff <laughs> and people would like try and be make plans and stuff and he'd be like go through door now yep swing hammer <laughs> yep swing hammer at door so that was a lot of fun that was probably my favorite
1: DD character um, and i'm gonna be real like pockets was a fun character but pockets and grunt in my opinion was one character yeah that yeah um, <laughs> that, that voltron yeah just like... <laughs> yeah so i liked him a lot um, and then I'd say my very favorite vampire characters as of right now are probably Alec because um, I think it's a fun take on Azamitzi and it's a lot of fun working with that. And Ken. Uh, Ken Dredd, is ha- he's so fun to play right now, dude. Um, he's probably my favorite Toreador I've ever played. Hmm. Um, but yeah, playing a rock and roll vampire. Who's a rock and roll vampire? I mean, if I have to answer favorite
2: uh, characters I'm playing right now... Again, it's in the stream game. It's Maxime. I love that guy. Which again, I don't have a Max thing. It just kind of worked out.
0: Is that the uh, hacker? The yeah, boat hacker? Yeah. yeah you were talking ha- about him on the other episode. Yeah, boat hacker. I love
2: <laughs> the amount of just how many times we are just like, oh no, we're screwed. The city's going to go over. I'm like, I got a boat. Nice. <laughs> just, I have a boat. Nice. I will leave. I have a boat and a murder seagull. Don't fuck with me. I'll just leave. It's so good when you're just like, what are you doing? I'm on the boat. Nice. <laughs> just just he has less energy than me. It's great, but I do just love like just like I'm on the boat. Just it's so great where I feel like I feel sorry for the ST because I feel like I have given them work to be like, how do I get him off his goddamn
1: boat? S I. Boom. He's getting off that fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little harder because I took the sheet that makes that very hard. How is there's getting a, on the, the boat? Well, no, you're no, no. you probably gonna delete this, but yeah. I'm confused at how well, getting on a boat could possibly be more difficult than get on the boat. Well, no, no, no. The
2: the SI uh, there's a sheet that's really good, especially if you're gonna be doing like technological stuff. Sure. Uh, it's uh, I think it's five dot. Literally makes it you get uh, it, the difficulty test to. Uh, do anything involving you on the internet is increased by three dice penalties okay it, it gives you like turbo mask right that and it's tough it, it's it's a very good thing
1: i'll say as a storyteller if you started abusing the boat i'd be like yeah yes i made it <laughs> i don't care it's like if you're breaking my game because you decide to stay on your boat your boat's gonna catch on fire well,
2: <laughs> he's he's a more support character Oh okay, okay, okay. I I like that he's not I'm not like power gaming, it's just like he's also like very much doesn't trust people right? and like that it's leading to some interesting stuff and it's yet to be revealed in the game why
0: that is and I can't wait for it I just remembered one it's (laughs) from a a little guy (laughs) it's from a game system we haven't even talked about yet oh shit so I but I really liked playing this character uh, when Skipper ran a Shadowrun game for us and I've lost his name to the annals of time unfortunately I can't remember his name but I, I played a like redneckish like um, na- like basically future NASCAR driver. So yeah. he was a hover car racer, but like very much just like drank beer, smoked cigarettes, and all and he did dipped. If I remember yeah, correctly, yeah, he had like he had dip and like in synthol cigarettes, and was just uh like constantly just like I'm driving or I'm drinking. Yep.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I had a lovely uh, Shadowrun character that I love because when doing his background, he took Uncouth and there was like something that he did that pissed people off. And the GM, like, we had a bad role that actually led into that to just, in my opinion, one of the best fucking like character flaws ever because he drove a deuce and a half and it blew up and he almost died and got a major concussion. And when he came out of it, he thought. He was from Vietnam. And again, you know, Shadowrun's like in the year Mm 2320-something. So there are people that have been in Nam in there because the elves are like old enough for that. Right. He literally worked in a mechanic shop with an elf that was in Nam. So every time he would like lapse and just be like, I was in Nam, the elf would keep winging him in the head with like wrenches. So it would just make it worse and worse. The concussion would never go away. And he'd keep being like, Yeah, I was in Vietnam. (laughs) It's like, You're a human, bro. What? The amount of just, (laughs) I was in Vietnam. Whack.
0: Well, I think that about does it. I think we're good. It does about do it. So we do have a pile of questions to come back to, but I wanted to make sure that everyone got some in there. Um, You can always add new questions to our. Um, mailbag chat over on the Discord. That makes it easier for us to find them. Ask us questions. Ask us questions on there. We got
1: Discord. Get on the Discord. Hang out with us on the Discord. We also have a Twitter. It's at uh, blank blank underscore underscore bodies pod? No. No, No, just just blank underscore bodies. We have a um, Instagram. That is blank bodies pod. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, We have a Gmail account. That is blank bodies at gmail.com we have a patreon it's also blank bodies um yeah we got uh cool stuff on there we got small donation get neat name and some privileges on our discord larger donation get neater name and some more privileges on our discord larger donation get some art from sarah character sketches doesn't have to be a vampire could also just be like kind of whatever also neat title um also neat title um, pretty much everything has cool title yeah. on it. Just Because uh, uh, titles are nice. We're all like... We like We're, we're into vampire. Yeah. Titles are important. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, title good. Let's see. We got that. If you stick with that uh, Patreon level, I think that's at $25 for a year. Sarah will first do a character sketch of your character. You know, She'll work with one, you yeah. on that. Just black and white. And then after a year of that, she will straight up do another one uh, that is a lot full bigger. color. It'll be bigger, more detail, all that stuff. It's a pretty cool deal. Just yeah. saying um and then we also um all of us have blood uh, no. so don't give what you can't uh don't give what you can't um yeah right yeah, yeah you, you're talking about the big tier not all of us have blood and i'm not i'm not giving you my motor oil Oh, i'm gonna give you some blood you, you, i'll figure it out you're not getting anything. it's viscous it works like oil again i do not consent to this
0: but either way yeah we have if you want to join us on there we also were talking about I think it's going to be open to everyone. We haven't really figured it out, but we are going to be putting some bonus episodes of our actual play from the show. Yeah. Um, we, might just,
2: we, we might just be doing those early releases for yeah, patrons.
0: So I think what we talked about was we're going to put the first episode out for everyone. Yeah. And then the patrons are going to get the rest of the series immediately. You just get them right then. Yeah. Um, but the rest for everyone else, they're going to just come out at speed of, we need a bonus episode yep. so yeah.
2: cool yeah, yeah i like, like it. it uh and again
1: uh thanks paralyze yeah yeah that thanks one. paralyze you're killer you're a sweet 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 little music man wind up little music boy
2: <laughs> do not try to find the wind up gear in me i will start fighting you oh all. i already have theories you have theories but you will not execute them or i'm gonna start throwing so much hands
0: I got rubber gloves. It'll be fine. All right, um, let's go. Anyway, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, thanks, everybody. We love you.
0: Bye bye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Goodbye.